Doctor Strange is the 14th MCU movie, but did this one open our mind's eye, or did it leave us feeling strange? Mm. I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. And this is Popscorn. Today we're talking about Doctor Strange, starring Benedict Cumberbatch and basically every other nominated British actor going recently. Yeah. Bit of a weird cast for this one. By the way, I'm always Mike. And I'm always Darren. This is a bit of a weird one for me, Darren. How so? Um, Well, normally we come into these MCU movie reviews with like a lot of energy. Maybe it's just the time of day we're recording and just the day when we're recording. Yeah. We're both frigging worn out. But... I'm like, it's, it, it's the movie that I've been, if you listen to off-topic podcasts previously, they don't, they don't exist, don't look for them, it's fine. Uh, I mentioned that I've always wanted to see a Doctor Strange movie, now we have the MCU and they said they were doing a Doctor Strange movie and I was yes. very excited. And then all the pre-release stuff came out, I was still very excited. And then probably a, a week leading up to Doctor Strange, I just, the, the, I just plateaued, I was just, I'm seeing Doctor Strange on Tuesday, oh, yeah. that'll be fun. I forgot we were seeing Doctor Strange on Tuesday. It didn't feel like they they really put the, the hype machine into full gear with this. I don't know whether that's just because, again, I'm out of the cinema circle now. Maybe. Or, or whatever it is. But but even Avengers, you knew when that was coming. Yeah. They, they, they really got behind that in a big way. I don't feel like Doctor Strange really had that behind it, which is kind of odd. Yeah. Because it's a big tentpole movie, and Benedict Cumberbatch is one of the biggest stars in, in Hollywood right now, and, and it doesn't seem that many people are talking about this right now. It's a bit weird, isn't it? And considering, the, like I say, the calibre of the people working on this movie is Benedict Cumberbatch, Chiwetel Ejiofor, uh, Rachel McAdams. That's right, isn't it? I don't know. I think, I think Chiwetel Ejiofor is right. Um, Mads Mikkelsen, Tilda Swinton, uh, directed by Scott Derrickson. It's, these aren't small players. These are people who have done big... Like, like I say, Oscar-winning slash nominated yes. movies. And are considered some of the best in their field. Here's me putting my two cents on the line straight away. It's How is it? It's a living contradiction, Doctor Strange. If I was going to describe it, it's a living contradiction. It is by far the most out-there, strange, wacky, weird, wonderful, colourful Marvel movie with that somehow played it the most safe I think we've ever seen for an MCU movie. I think you're right there, Michael. That was that was very well put there. Yeah, it is wacky fun in it, Rangers. Fun house, whole lot of fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there was there was points in this where I felt like we've seen this movie before, like almost beat for beat. This this feels most like Iron Man, of yeah. like a man at the top of his field. Something tragic happens. Um, he has to go away and, and rethink his life, um, and and in the end, he saves the day. It's pretty much Iron Man by way of Batman Begins, yeah. really. And and I couldn't help, like like you said, I couldn't help but watching this and going, I've seen exactly where this is going. And obviously we know where this is going. We read the books, we're not stupid. Mm-hmm. And also anybody who's over the age of 12 can figure out that these movies tend to follow a pattern. But at the same time, it's just... For, for a, a movie that plays literally with reality... Mm-hmm. I think I expected more than just the oomph that the visuals gave you. I think I wanted a bit more from the story. Honestly, I wanted it to be a bit more interesting. I, I wanted um, 
this is probably one of my biggest complaints about this movie is that Strange has no struggle. The it seems like the arc where he is completely destitute and lost his career is over very very quickly. Mm. And he isn't struggling to learn the magic for too long. No. That's the bit that really got to me because there's a 2005 animated Doctor Strange movie that did that bit really well. Right. So I was looking forward to that and it doesn't happen. I think I'm coming at this with more of a positive slant. Um, I would rate this above average. It's above average, yeah, definitely. Uh, but I, I think it's it's good at a lot of things and there's some very nice things I, I like that it brings to the table which going forward might be better. But it doesn't excel in any one area. It's not as funny as Ant-Man. It's not as action-packed as the Avengers movies. You don't care about the characters as much as you do in the Captain America movies, for example. And and even though it's dealing with quite big themes, it doesn't really grasp that kind of epic I think we all wanted it to be, for whatever reason that is. It was going to be... And I know exactly what's coming, but this was touted to be as big as a success and as big of a sideways step for Marvel as Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So we get it, Michael. Yeah, it you is. Like Guardians of the I Galaxy. I knew that was coming. But think about it. In terms of solo movies, I'd still rank Ant Man above this. Ant Man had a very good time with. I really liked it. I don't know. I think I. I think they're very much neck and neck in my book. In no, that... I rank Ant Man. But like you said, Ant Man had the edge of it being very deliberately funny. Yeah, as uh, as close to a straight up comedy. Well, I suppose the Gardens is pretty much a straight up comedy, um, but, but yeah, nowhere near as serious as some of the other Marvel movies we've got recently. Especially the Captain America movies that really aren't funny at all. No. Um, but no, I, I think it excels in some areas where I think Ant Man didn't. I think the spectacles there in this one that really wasn't there in Ant Man. That's true. Um, and this is the thing that there's only one thing that I know I didn't like about this movie that I can definitively point at and say this was a negative. Yeah. Everything else, I'm just like, well, they did fine. Like, like Bendy Cumberbatch, for example. Let's just, let, we'll get to yeah. him straight away. Other than his American accent. Yeah, which was a, was very sort of half-assed house, really. It turns out that people in the BBC show Sherlock are incapable of putting on an American accent when it comes to Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah, Martin Freeman's <laughs> Martin Freeman's American accent was its own separate character to what Martin Freeman <laughs> was trying to play. Yeah. And I don't think it ever gets that bad. Like, it's never quite as jarring as it was with Martin Freeman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But there are some bits where you're like, why couldn't he have been English? This is why I can't get over. We haven't got an English person in the Avengers. Or anybody that isn't American other than maybe Black Panther, but he's not in the Avengers yet. Really? I suppose Loki... Well, Thor uh, kind of has I was going to say, you think, you think about all the people that are in the MCU right now, they're mostly British anyway, so uh, it, yeah, it would be saying. very jarring if all of a sudden Spider-Man's using his real accent. You know Hello, I mean? Gavna. <laughs> but he's <laughs> not a Cockney chimney sweep. It could be a Cockney chimney sweep. But no, I Spider think... Spider sweep. <laughs> I think Benedict could have had an English accent, and I, I don't think it would have... Changed anything really? No, he could just be, he could have the exact same character just with a different accent. Um, I think he does a really good job. I, I I'm not overly familiar with Doctor Strange, okay. but I think my perception of what Doctor Strange is in the comic books is slightly different from what Benedict was playing him because he's, he's slightly more arrogant. I know this is early on in his journey, and before the accident, Stephen Strange was a very arrogant person. Yeah, but whenever I've read him since, he's been very wise and very and very um, subdued almost. He's nowhere near this arrogant. When I read uh, the Secret Wars um, comic recently, he's a lot more contemplative and a lot more um, um, not down to earth but hmm, 
authority without being egotistical about it. Yeah, you're right. You're right there. Early Strange is very much a case of the arrogance. Like, Strange before the accident and during the accident before he becomes Sorcerer Supreme is arrogant, short-fused, gives in too easily, that sort of character, which is, you know, suited to this movie, which made a lot of sense. And I really liked it. I think going forward, when it's time for him to really transition into one of the prime... Avengers, once you know, the other people, the, the, the founding fathers of the Avengers kind of transitioned out, that might be the time to make him more uh, m- more grounded, m- less arrogant than he is right now. Well, there are there are hints of what his role will be in the universe towards the end of this movie, which yes. we will talk about later. There are hints of where this is going, yes. and that's very, very interesting. Yes. That's the problem. This very much feels like a... We have to make this movie so you understand who Doctor Strange is. Yes. Um... And that's, again, another gripe. Coming off the back of how good Cumberbatch is in this character, because I was worried. We were both visibly worried. I said, this isn't the person I would have picked, but I'm glad that somebody who's a this good an actor plays this character. I wanted Johnny Depp. You did want Johnny Depp. Who did I want? I keep forgetting. Mm. Uh, it was a, it well, was they, a were really going after, they were going after uh, um, Whacking Phoenix originally, weren't they? Yeah. And then I, I think Whacking turned them down, and that's when they went to Cumberbatch. Um they were probably right to catch Bendit come back above um, Johnny beat my wife Depp, yeah, uh, which is which is fine. Um, <laughs> and and he does a good job. He he was not he was in no way shape or form the the problem with this movie. No, God. at all. He does really well. He's funny where he needs to be. I, I don't really think he ever gets across. Oh no, we get to that last scene in the movie. He's kind of big scene with the enemy. I think then he does start to convey that you know that very authoritative. Sorcerer Supreme. Okay, Cal, one, two, three. Um, but yeah, he's not the problem. And neither is uh, Rachel McAdams. No, absolutely fine. Perfectly Does, fine. Doesn't really have much to do other than react to everything that goes on. No, but, but it's always fun when you see Rachel McAdams. Yeah. He was also true. in a Sherlock thing. Yeah. She was in the first Sherlock movie with Robert Downey Jr. Who's yeah, wasn't she Irene Adler? Yeah, she was Irene Adler. And then gets shot at the start of the second one by <laughs> yeah. Moriarty. Um, spoiler alert. Is it? Did anybody see Game of Shadows? I liked Game I, of Shadows. I think only we saw Game of Shadows. I liked that movie. It was fine. Um, yeah, she, she's always fun whenever she turns up. She was fine. She, I, they'll probably expand upon her, obviously, going forward in the sequels. But Very much a replacement Jane Foster at this point. Now that we know we're not bothering with her or Gwyneth Paltrow anymore. Can she replace Rosario Dawson as the nurse woman? Uh, <laughs> you know it's not going to happen. Oh no, oh no, that'd be fine. Uh, the, let's move away from those are the two, the only two really grounded in the real world characters we ever meet. Obviously, Doctor Strange then goes off on a different path. But this is true. Everyone else we meet in this movie is basically a wizard. <laughs> yeah, you, you you spend very little time in kind of the the pre-accident Doctor Strange world. Which, which is fine because it's the least interesting part. No, I, I enjoyed that. You know, showing him as the as the as the fantastic um, um, surgeon. Surgeon, yeah. But obviously, the meat of the thing is when he goes to where was the place in in Nepal? Oh God, um, you you've caught me. It's not Sham. Cam- it's not Shambhala, but that was the Easter egg. That's the Wi-Fi password. It's not Shambhala. That was Easter um, egg. It's Karma. Karma Taj. Karma, 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 Karma Taj. Karma Chameleon. When they go to Karma Chameleon, uh, it's go. all fun. It's games. all fun and games from there on, because then we get a... We're going to need a montage. A montage! Okay. So it's just be montage. This, this movie is a lot of montages, now that I think well, about the, it. Well, the, I've since read that the director said that Doctor Strange's training takes a course over the over a year. Yeah. I don't think that was really conveyed well in that, in that montage they had. Nope. But they they had good people in there to kind of explain away a lot of the 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 kind of 
pseudo-udo signs equality stuff they had to explain away. Chief among which was Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One, the big controversial person coming into this movie because they replaced an old Asian stereotype with a bald woman. I, 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 I don't know which side was more offended at what, but yeah. something was off. Somebody was um, offended. I think as, she did really well. Son. No, I thought she was my favourite part of the movie. Easily. Really enjoyed Tilda Swinton. She was really, one. really, really good. Um, she was, I was expecting her to be very... Ethereal. Yes, but she came across as very likeable when she's talking about the yeah. tea. She was more, a lot more realistic and, and human-like than I ever thought she would be. Um, I think it's because it's more so that they didn't just do um, a, a Glenn Close move like what they did with Glenn Close in Guardians. It's like they made her Nova Prime yeah, and then she was in it for about 10 minutes. Now, yeah. Swinton's in it from about the 20-minute mark, I'd say, something like that, and he's in it pretty much until the end. Yeah. And none of it's boring. They don't actually. No, she's in it from minute one. Yeah, she's the she. She opens the movie when um, you're gonna have to remember what the the, the bad guys call. Caecilius. Caecilius, played by Matt Mickelson, steals something from um, Karma Sutra. <laughs> Karma Sutra. Karma chameleon. Karma um, chameleon. <laughs> and and she chases after him. And whenever they let the ancient one fight, she's awesome. Yeah, because she because she turns her. Uh, sort of like magic spell rings into like bladed fans. I'm like, yes. she's like playing Mortal Kombat. This is awesome. Or like Dynasty Warriors. I was like, this is fantastic. Tilda Swinton, action badass. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? She really she's been good. in these big Oscar thinky movies and now all of a sudden she's a fan-wielding yes. badass. And she's oh, she's likeable. You, you, you kind of root for her. You, like, there's always the worry with that kind of stern mentor type that they're going to become unlikable. That never happens with, with the ancient one. There's like a couple of moves in the movie where that could have happened. Yes. I'm so glad that they didn't do we'll it. We'll get to that after the spoiler warning. I yeah, think, oh, obviously. The, the first, the second of them anyway. Yeah. The first of them I'm pretty sure I can talk about now because I found it really funny. Go on. So obviously uh, magicians in this, in the Marvel Universe are able to travel through sort of like portals as it was. Yes, with Geo- their sling rings. Sling rings, which I like. I like those. Right. As, as, as a... As a way of connect, being connected to You've been walking parents. around doing that wavy hand thing all day, haven't you? <laughs> I know you, Michael. Wish you could be anywhere but here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, she's just kind of like, oh, it, it turns out that somebody uh, will freeze and die here in about 20 minutes. Good luck. And then she just buggers off and leaves yeah, him on a le- mountain. Leaves him on top, leaves of, him Everest. On top of Everest. <laughs> Boots him at a portal. <laughs> <and he's ghosting. laughs> yeah. By the way, I really want to see a portal movie. This this movie proved anything that's a portal movie could be really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, she, like I said, she, she's a surprising positive coming out of this movie. I wasn't going in this thinking Tilda Swinton was going to smash it out of the park, but she did. Yeah. Um, I also think you're going to have to say his name. Who would she would tell Asia for? Him. As he, Baron Mordo, basically. Yeah. yeah. Really good, he's not called Baron Mordo in this movie, but we all know he's Baron Mordo. He's just called Mordo? Carl Mordo. Ah, right. He, again, likeable. Really? Stern. He was the stern that I was expecting from the ancient one. He's kind of the no-nonsense... Uh, um, I wouldn't even say partner of Doctor Strange. Like, he, he's immediate mentor as opposed to the, the ancient one. He's Mordo. Who's, like... Like you said, it's the more stern one because he's his ideals differ so much to the ancient ones mm-hmm. that it's genuinely entertaining to watch them all be in the same room. Like the the ancient one is sort of cheerful and joyous in a way, but he's also very wise and does keep you know her cards close to her chest. Whereas Mordo is more sort of this is exactly why I learned how to do all the magic stuff. Yes, 
and now it's a matter of life or death. You don't understand that this is a war. Yeah. I was like, that's an interesting way of doing Mordo. I like it. So having them in the same room as Strange, who's new to all this, and obviously is the way that we yes. come into this side of the MCU, works really well. And I genuinely, I think, sort of dialogue and script-wise, not maybe not set pieces, but we'll come to that later, mm-hmm. but dialogue and script-wise, I don't think they could have done a better job of explaining away all the weird stuff that they introduced. They explain relics very, very quickly. And it's understandable. It's like, we put magic into these things and then they become relics. Sound. I know exactly where I stand there. I, I'm i going to have to say that because I, I think there is a negative, not necessarily in the script, but in some of the plotting elements and then the pacing of things. I, I need to get into that, but we'll, we'll save that. We'll we'll cross all the other actors off our list. Yep. Uh, we need to talk about Wong. Yeah. Uh, I I know that people were worried that he's basically back in the old days of the original um, Doctor Strange comics. He was basically Doctor Strange's manservant, basically, and you couldn't really have that with one of the only Asian actors in this uh, movie, played by Benedict Wong. Benedict Wong, which is suiting, nice, <laughs> surprisingly funny. Yeah, I quite liked him. Again, I don't think there's anybody I disliked on this cast, which no. is, well, I suppose, a testament to their acting abilities. I liked. Yeah. All of them. Great cast. Yeah. Fantastic cast. Uh, yeah, we won't ruin why Wong is funny, but just just, just look forward <laughs> Trust to us, that. Trust us, he's funny. He has, two, he has probably the two biggest laughs of the movie yeah. um, by far. Uh, and, then we and, have... and I mean like genuine comedy laughs. Oh, God, yes. But the, somebody who's not a character in this movie probably got the biggest sort of... How do I put it? You know when you laugh when something looks painful? Yes. That. Yes, I know what you're talking about. But we'll come to that in um, And then we have Mads Mikkelsen. Who's fine. Who's fine. Yeah. As far as throwaway MCU villains go, this isn't the turning of the tide on that front. Nope. But I I think Mads does a better job. They give him a lot of uh, pathos in in scenes. Like, you never really got the level of, like, him explaining why he's doing what he's doing to further the the bad side of this plot. Like, they never gave this to um, the Dark Elves in in For the Dark World. No, the Dark Elves existed and then they didn't exist. You know what I mean? They're very forgettable. Yeah, I would actually say... I don't think in any way this turns the tides on Marvel's villain problem. They still have a villain problem. Yes. Other than Loki, they haven't really got it right. No. Thanos is still a bit of an uncertain quantity. We Uh, don't know what's going on. Winter Soldier... They can't really call voice. him a villain now anymore, though, can Oh, we? okay, no. And I think Red Skull is still underappreciated. Oh, that, Red Skull's great. Red Skull was fantastic. Red Skull's brilliant. But, again, Red Skull, we don't have him around anymore. No. Loki's the only one we still have around. They had an opportunity to make Kaecilius a returning villain. And really... Okay, is this a, is this a spoiler? That the villain doesn't win? Is no, that that's a not a spoiler at all. So when the villain doesn't win in this movie, it kind of feels like a wasted opportunity. I always knew he was going to be throwaway because I thought that there's... Even I know who Doctor Strange's two main bad guys are. They're both in this movie and they're not called Kaecilius. Yeah. So it was kind of obvious. But I think with what he was given, like what could have been as throwaway as Ronan the Accuser... And I see. I can't remember the name of the dark elf guy. Malekith. Yeah, Malekith. Malekith the Accursed. Completely thrown away villains that you you won't be able to remember a single thing about. There are some scenes in this where almost like how Daniel Bruhl did it in 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 um, Civil War, where he was only given a few key speaking like long form speaking scenes, and he made the most of it in Civil War. Did um, um, Baron von no, it's not Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo. I think Mads Mikkelsen really does well here. Yeah, I'd say that he's very much like Zemo. Mm-hmm. Is that when he's doing his thing, it's actually very good. And again, he's probably, I would say, one of the most effective Marvel villains in that 
He actually gets stuff done. Like, what yeah. did what did the Dark Elves do in in Thor: The Dark World? What they, did they accomplish other they than opening big holes? Frigga. Yep. They killed Thor's mom. Yep. And that's it. That's it. And they knocked over some buildings in London. And that's it. They fucked up Greenwich. And that's it. So, <laughs> so Kaecilius already one-ups the elves in the first minute by fucking up London. Yeah. He then ups that again by fucking up London again. No, wait, no. Yeah, no, he completely fucks up London yep. in the middle of the movie. You get, I think then he goes about fucking up Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah, he nearly fucks up Hong Kong. Nearly fucks up New York. Kills people. Lots of people. The movie opens with a beheading. I just want to tell the people that. Yeah. So, like, literally from second one, he's like, that dude's head's coming off. I'm taking that. Fuck you, Tilda. I'm out. He's not Explosions. messing about. He's not messing about. He's and a man on a mission. He does. He gets it done. He's got pathos. There was room for a good... And obviously, Mads Mikkelsen is a great actor. Yes. It was good. It just kind of felt annoying that it's... The Marvel problem again. Yeah, that, but I don't think even Mad Mickelson could escape that. You, you've got to really bring the thunder to be a memorable villain in this, uh, in this universe. But no, he, again, was not the problem with this movie. We need to talk about one of the other characters, uh, an unexpected character we got, yeah. which was the Cape of Levitation. Yay! <laughs> he was straight-up gangster. Yeah, he's genuinely one of the best characters in the movie. He, 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 they give you kind of a character in that he, he interacts much like Aladdin and his magic carpet, which yeah. very much felt like a tight. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is a great scene where the cape just waffles a dude <laughs> for 20 minutes. And he's just like relentlessly pounding the shit out of this one dude. It is wonderful and magical. Um, yes, yeah, so, so character-wise, acting-wise, that front of things, really, really solid. They did great work across the board, bad and good. Visuals? Visuals. Holy shit. There are... Several scenes in this film where you're just like, this is unlike anything we've ever seen in Marvel, superhero movies in general, and possibly even movies. Yeah, it's full stop. Pretty damn trip. It's like, it's if if someone took 2001 and went, this is too tame. Like, yes, we can do better. We've not made this weird and uncomfortable enough yet. The, the, Make it more weird and uncomfortable. The Ditko love was just pouring oh, out of this movie. They really have good. so many things they've just taken straight from Steve Ditko artwork. There's that one bit, and I think somebody pulled this up in pre-release footage, and there's a, a screenshot and a direct comparison to a Ditko panel in, I think, Doctor Strange issue 7 or something like yes. that. It's one for goddamn one. It's those yes. balls. It's like the nervous system yes. universe. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, it's beautiful. It it's is wonderful. so good. Just so you know, from the trailer, there's that scene of the Ancient One kind of punching um, Doctor Strange out of his body. So he has the, the kind of astral form. That is, like, just before the big trippy ball section. Yeah. Which is which is fantastic. And it's just him flying through the universe and into things and into his own eye and all this. And it's just trippy. And they just dedicate five solid minutes to just tripping balls. They yeah. don't try and make any <laughs> plot about it. It's just him flying through the through the through the ether. Just wah. I will admit, the funniest thing that happened in this movie was not spoken by anyone on screen, but by my brother. Who after that scene of like five minutes of him going whoa, <laughs> yeah. whoa, going through all these amazing things and landing back in that chair, he leaned over and goes, "This is what it feels like to chew five gum." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was just, just... There you um, go, Marvel. Put that on your advertising <laughs> schedule. We're all good. You no must, need to thank you. You must do Wrigley's for a chewing gum advert. Well done. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was. it is fantastic. And, and I like... Because the problem um, Joss Whedon always had with the Avengers was he had a lot of people whose power was punching people really hard. Yeah. 
Doctor Strange is going to bring a whole new level of stuff to the Avengers when he gets there. Because the, the whole, the way they've done magic in this movie, we kind of had the precedent set with Warcraft of how they were going to try and, you know, visualise magic in that very video game way. I think this does this ten times better. Easily. That kind of sparkler effect of drawing all the magic in the air. Oh, it's so it nice. So, and they, and they, they keep the spell rings in when, um, when, when Doctor Strange is using insert name of artifact that will talk about later on the, yes. the fact that the spell ring sort of like forms at his fingers and then sort of like shifts onto his arm as he's making another sign beautiful so nice like I, I think like if, if so I cannot fault this movie if this movie had terrible acting if it had a terrible script if it was just out and out a complete bomb I would say but watch it with the sound off because holy hell it looks amazing the, you, you really know, don't want to smoke weed and watch this movie dude, dude that's a good idea that is a good idea. It's an illegal idea. It's an illegal idea, but it's a good idea. Um, <laughs> the thing is, though, like what I liked about the advertising of this movie, yes, my better praise the advertising, they didn't spoil the big trippy moments, and they didn't. No. They also didn't spoil the final act, Boston. Yeah, I, they thought, did. I thought the footage of Strange falling from the Inception style, yeah, uh, London slash New York, Which also remember. looked fantastic. Yeah, that looked great. But I thought that was very much final act, and I thought the final act looks a bit boring yeah no no that's no, not the final act of the final act need. is done very very well yes, really uh, which it. we will talk about when we get past spoilers one in just a second just before we get past that i do need to talk about my one negative go on i think the middle of this film gets very very overloaded with plots okay uh, there's a lot of because i know you said they did a good job of explaining away i don't think they did i oh, think really? they they kind of overloaded a lot of different interweaving paths here that kind of convoluted the whole like they, they were talking like they're throwing all these words at you like harry potter movies do at their worst of just throwing all this bump at you like the eye of agamotto and the the scepter of the living tribunal and the book of the skirtabadur and the and it was just so much coming thick and fast it felt like if this was a longer movie i think it was about pitched a bit right for in terms of my and you know my attention i think i would have started wavering past the end yeah um but an extra 10 minutes here just to slow it down in the middle, have more long-form talking scenes of, of the Ancient One or Mordo or Wong talking through um, uh, with Doctor Strange, some of the more mystical elements. Uh, because there's one big plot thread that just kind of comes out of nowhere and almost ruins a character I was enjoying for no reason that really seemed tacked on or maybe even from a different version of the script Yeah, where it's bigger... A, a bigger part of the whole thing. It doesn't derail it because, as I said, I'm still I still like this movie, but it, but yeah, that that middle slog was was a bit tough to get through before we finally get to the final. Which the, is which is a weird because I agree with you, but at the same time, this movie is over very quickly. See, I felt it was pitched a bit right. I think I think had it started to, I, I'd say an extra ten minutes was probably the most. Anything past that, I think it would have been overly long. Um, Plus, there's some, sorry, the other negative I have, there's something really stupid happens at the end, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, fair enough. Um, right, is that anything you want to say before the spoiler warning? I think so. Well, well do we give this movie a recommendation? Yes, I do. think if you... Because I, we're actually getting into a busy time of the year, which hasn't happened in previous years. We've usually had a Twilight or, or Hunger Games in this type of region, which isn't really for us. But yeah, we've got like Rogue One still to go, and Fantastic Beasts still to go, and Assassin's Creed still to go. I still think this is worth your money. Yeah. If you want to go out and have a good time this Halloween weekend, go out and go and watch Doctor Strange because it isn't uh, it isn't the highest of highs Marvel's gone, 
but it's not like your Iron Man 3s and your Thor of the Dark Worlds. There's something substantive here. It's a nice palate cleanser, actually, before we dive... After Civil War having everybody in it, it's nice to have a movie that has none of them in it. Fair enough. Very much like Ant-Man, this feels like an isolated story. There's still the connections, you still see Avengers Terror, there's still some stuff in the post-credit scenes that really does link it back. But yeah, I, I, I can give this a fuller thumbs up. That's fair enough. I, I think that, like, I think maybe I'd built myself up a little bit too much for this. Mm-hmm. I got allowed myself to very early on get onto the hype train because Doctor Strange is one of those characters I've probably read a lot more books with him in it than you have, Darren. Yes, probably. I've read one, so... Wait, sorry, two. Wow, that's still that's still not enough to beat the end that I've had. And like I said, I really enjoyed the 2005 animated movie and I felt that did not everything better, but certainly did the bits that matter to the creation of this character a bit better. Yep. But on the whole, I think it's acted well. It looks great. It's a Marvel movie, so you'll see it anyway. But if you needed this recommendation, it's still a Marvel movie. It's still better than anything that Fox or uh, Warner Brothers are putting out. So, yeah, it's fine. It's it, it's completely safe. And yep. that's all I can say. You never know. Fox might turn it around with Requiem for a Wolverine. <laughs> That's bleak as fuck, that trailer. I like that trailer. <laughs> I did, but I was like, good God, we're having no fun in this movie, aren't we? I know this is a bit of a, di- a divergent from the uh, from what we're talking about. Do you know when that movie's supposed to be set? When? One year after the ending of Future Past. That went downhill quick. <laughs> no! What, Bloody hell. What the hell? <laughs> it's like, every, dead. everyone's alive. Oh, no. Oh. oh that means they're going to ruin my happy ending. Do you remember how happy I was after Days of Future Past? Then they're going to go shit on it. we Requiem for a Wolverine. Um, <laughs> right, okay. Spoiler alert! Yeah. Uh, well, we never get to talk about Dormammu, who's kind of the unspoken bad guy of the, of the piece. Before um, we go on to trashing Dormammu, because I feel like that's what we're going to do, I do want to say, the way that they've made Dormammu is actually very, very close in terms of design to the original appearance in a Ditko book. So, props there. Mm-hmm. However, I didn't get my fl- flaming skull head demon lord and I'm pissed off about it. You got wavy face, man. Played by Benedict Cumberbatch, by the way. Yeah, um, I know. Which is cool. <laughs> um, no, it, it felt like... For a split second, when you saw the big eyes in space, I thought, oh, fuck, it's Galactus. I did think um, that. I thought, oh, no, we're going this route. Well, that would have been a thought, because I thought, well, we're in space now. We're not in this dark dimension. Don't say we were. But I was like, well, that could have been a nice little Easter egg. Like, you see Galactus in there. But, yeah. I, I don't think... I think Dormammu was kind of a... Um, because he comes in so late in the game, he's literally in the last ten minutes of this movie. And and he's kind of an idiot. Yeah. He gets beaten. <laughs> he gets beaten by Doctor Strange, who does literally nothing he to just stop him. He beat. He Bill Murray's him. <laughs> yeah. He Groundhog's he's, Day. He's da- defeated by the plot of Groundhog Day, <laughs> which was I think they kind of played it off as like Doctor Strange that smarted Dormammu, of like I've trapped you in this infinite loop of time where I will just keep hopping over this moon and then you can kill me, but it's just going to keep happening, keep happening, keep happening. But Dormammu was meant to be this, you know, eternal being of fire and brimstone and hell gives up after about two minutes it's like oh, I'm bored of this already yeah, please release me you smart man that well, was a bit of a cop out ending but they didn't kill him so they didn't kill him so that's good and it was a unique ending it's in kind of you know bargaining is not something we've ever seen anybody else they usually just shoot them until they die uh, admittedly even though the, the ending is a bit silly I really enjoyed the continuous retake of Dormammu I've come to bargain it started to get comical for me. I, I think, no, that's. I think that was the point, and I think it worked. I did, but that was the point of the movie where I was like, right, we've left comedy behind now. 
other than that fantastic last joke of, of is it Wang or Wong? Cause I'm, Wong. 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 Wong finally laughing at a joke <laughs> yeah. uh, right at the end to a really shitty joke as well. <laughs> but no, I felt like it, it felt like a bit of a non-ending of like a that wasn't because I know Marvels usually go through the big spectacular blowy up ending, but we now had Civil War and Doctor Strange end on more contemplative smaller fights. Because Civil War ended on the really personal Iron Man versus yeah, the Grudge match, yeah. which didn't really have a big spectacular ending because he just knocked, he did the smart thing and knocked the power out. And Doctor Strange here does the smart thing, but not necessarily the exciting thing. Yeah, I think it's, but it had to be unique in the sense that when they arrive, everything had exploded and yes. then they reverse it. I thought that was very clever. Up until the time loop thing, it was really cool. The whole reverse time action scene, again, completely unique. Not going to see that in any other movie, I don't think. Really, really was well done. Um, now the, the other plot point that annoyed me was the whole, the Ancient One is drawing power from the dark dimension. Yeah, that was a bit weird. That kind of came out of nowhere and it felt unnecessary. Like, why do we need to... I understand now it was, they did that because... It plays into what Baron Mordo decides to do near the end of the movie. Yeah. In kind of turning his back on the whole sorcery. But I think that still could have been accomplished without that scene happening and Doctor Strange messing with the laws of physics and that being enough to top Mordo over the edge. Um, well, he did, didn't he, really? He, didn't he break the code well, in doing that to Dormammu? But it felt like that was kicked off by him learning the truth about the ancient one. Yeah, no. I, in kind I of the you. same way you learn the truth about Dumbledore that he's a bit of a prick in the books, you kind of learn about ancient one. It just didn't feel... Like, I was so inv- I so liked that character. And I thought, well, is this going to lead to a heel turn? Are we now going to get evil ancient one and she's really a puppet of Dormammu? Which would have been an interesting twist... I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they didn't. But I'm then not just... glad that they killed her off, but... Yeah. No, me neither. But but it, it, she's the Sorcerer Supreme. Doctor Strange has to be the Sorcerer Supreme. No, I, So I, the path of least resistance is to kill her. I get why they did it. I just didn't want them to do and it. And it did lead them through that very, very nice scene of them both in astral form on the balcony, you know, of her saying, I, can, I can't see past these moments. I've paused it just so I can see the snow. That was a very, very nice that was scene. That really good. But she wasn't... The thing was, to give her that kind of revelation of, oh, she's drawing power from the dark side of this bitch, and then to not really make her evil, like, at all. <laughs> we need to do, a like, a movie Cliff Note series where we, like, <laughs> do, like, the abridged version. It's like, she's drawing power from the evil, this bitch. This bitch. <laughs> we just tell every movie of this we're um, um, uh, Bricktop from Snatch, and just power for everything. No, like, like... Because she what she apologised for it and didn't show any like evil tendencies or like any malice. It was just yeah, I was sorry. She was, but she was only do, was she was only doing it to elongate her life and fight against it, which is yeah. Hmm. Just a, it, it was a little odd note in your character. I was really really enjoying, um, but well, that's really my only criticisms. Everything else was just like solid. This is a solid movie without really excelling in any one Yeah, category. it's kind of like, it's definitely not the low of Dark World because Dark World, holy shit, that movie is just so forgettable. Yes. But it's nowhere near the high of Civil War. It's no. sort of if I had to put it next to something maybe the first Thor movie? Because mm-hmm. I, re- I enjoyed, really, really enjoyed the first Thor movie. So that's that's fair praise. But I can't put it... I have to put it below Ant-Man because I thought Ant-Man was like the best standalone movie since Iron Man 1. Yes. Um, Better than the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, good point. There we go, Michael. 
And Winter Soldier. And Winter Soldier. Okay, there's a lot of really good MCU movies. Well, okay, I, I think I think the comparison to Ant-Man go beyond just it being like kind of a separate story. In that this felt like a really good like serving of the ball in tennis. And then the next movie, whether it be an Avengers movie or what apparently appears to be confirming that he's going to be in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah! Right. We'll get to that in a second. I feel like that's when this movie's really going to pay off. In the same way that Ant-Man was a good, solid movie... But the funnier payoffs and the better payoffs came in Civil War and will continue to go in further moves. Yeah, to be fair, actually, thinking about it, the fact that like at the end of Ant-Man, I was like, he's going to do Giant Man. And then when they did Giant Man, it was one of the best exactly. bits. I am looking more forward to him being in the Avengers than I am Doctor Strange 2. In the same way, I'm looking more forward to Ant-Man being in a full-blown Avengers movie than necessarily I'm looking forward to Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. Um... Yeah, so the, the, let's talk about the post credit scenes. Yeah. Which I've only seen one. Yeah, you had to run. I had to run. I had a girlfriend in, in apparently incredible amounts of pain and, and the look on her face was like, yeah, we're not going to make it to that second one. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so you're going to have to film me in here, Michael. Okay. Uh, but the first one we saw was, um, yeah, uh, an unexpected one. We, I, I knew, I, I didn't know, but I guessed we'd get some type of connection to the Avengers universe. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be Thor. I think it made the most sense. It made the most sense in retrospect, but I didn't expect it to be Thor. I liked it, though. I liked the I whole did. kind of like, look, sorry to bring you in just for a quick interview yeah. sort of things like... And that Loki, Thor came. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Loki, am I saying that right? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Really Having like... kind of like inserting himself as a position of authority into a, a world he's had nothing to do with was very odd for Doctor Strange, but very understandable. Although you Doctor think Strange. about it, the way he has to come back because... The the events of Ragnarok are pretty much, I don't know now because now it seems that like he's going to be in it, so the at least the first half of Ragnarok has happened during Civil War, and the second half of Ragnarok is happening post Doctor Strange. So yeah. it's a very weird time. Cut well, this is the movie. thing: when we left it in For the Dark World, Thor thought Loki was dead. Remember, he gets stabbed. No. No, no, he gets he gets he gets shivved. Yeah, and then Loki takes on the form form of Odin. Yeah, and then it's only us, the audience, that get revealed to us that Loki's alive all along, and it was a magic stab oh, yeah. or something. So, but then Thor says, "Yeah, Loki and me are looking for our father in 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 um, London, something like that, it, on planet Earth." Yeah. So, so we've already spoiled something from Ragnarok already. That's an odd tactic to take. That they're, they're, they're teaming up again, which they're, is a they're bit teaming weird. up, and Loki's revealed himself to be Odin and all that good stuff. So that's odd. Yeah. Um. But it 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 gets us towards us joining the Avengers. But the idea that this movie is now going to be the 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 across space and dimension movie that Thor probably should have had from the very beginning that yes. wasn't Dark World. No. Is very good because it's going to be the whole. Thor has to deal with Ragnarok, Planet Hulk, and then like he's like, I need help. I need a magician. I need someone who understands dimensions. And then Cumberbatch, ha ha! I'm here. <laughs> Complaining. I'm looking forward to enjoying the Avengers now. Yeah. Mainly because him and War Machine can join the SAS. <laughs> the shaky appendage society. Hey, did you get the War Machine uh, Easter egg at the start I of the movie? Don't think it was meant to be. In fact, the, I think Scott Derrickson just came in and said it's not referring to War Machine. Are you on about the 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 thirty eight year old army vet in a prototype flight suit? That's War Machine, yeah, but right? Harrison came out and said, "Don't read too much into that phone call. It was just what? a, a throwaway. It was more related to Joey saw the the videos in Iron Man Two of the army trying to oh, get. Oh, yeah. It wasn't one of those because that would just throw the timeline off. But yeah, um, apparently he said, "Don't read too much into it. It was just a throwaway line. Oh. It's not meant to refer to War oh, Machine. Oh, that sucks. Because that would also mean that then." 
the accident would take place near the end of Civil War and therefore the point at the end of Doctor Strange would be a year in the future. That seems off. Yeah. But but there we go. Um, oh, also, the Eye of Agamotto is the Time Stone. That's pretty much confirmed. Yeah, we... we, we I thought this was going to be the Soul Gem. Though. I thought it was going to be the Soul Gem we as well. We both said it was going to be the Soul Gem, and we were wrong on that one. So where's the Soul Gem going to turn up? God knows. Well, isn't the Soul Gem the one that's embedded in Vision's head? No, that's the... Oh, when is that the Soul Gem? I no, they the... do say the Mind Stone, don't it's they? It's the Mind Stone, because it was in the Scepter, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So we've still got the Soul Gem to go. We've got Thor Ragnarok. I thought the time stone would make sense for Ragnarok because you have to stop Ragnarok and do that. You turn back time, so that would if have you made could sense. find a way. And you know, Doctor Strange deals with all this ethereal stuff. So that's very much the soul's, you know, kind of bubble. Um, but we'll see. It's either going to turn up in Guardians of the Galaxy two, which, by the way, there was a trailer. I'm guessing Michael squealed. Oh yeah, it, it was. It Baby was Groot's wearing a Star Lord jacket. He was indeed. <laughs> And so there's that all the reavers falling from the sky. Apparently, yeah. it's raining many's on the soundtrack. I can only imagine it's going to play ah, at that moment. That's going to be um, good. And all that good stuff. Give me the Ravagers. What did I say? The Reavers. Yes, the Ravagers. Reavers are in Logan, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so you, the, the other post-credit scene, which I didn't see. Yeah. Uh, so, you know the dude in the movie? Um, Bang Bok. Yeah, the guy who, he, who uses magic to make himself walk because he's not yes. actually healed. Um, Mordo comes and confronts him and says, I figured out the problem with this world. Gut punches him and steals his power. Nice. And then goes, too many sorcerers. So Mordo's new thing is, I'm going to... He's Silas from Heroes. Yeah, he's going to steal everyone's magic. Not Silas, was it Silas? It was Silas, wasn't it? Silas, sorry, yes. Yeah. So cool, he's going to go around nicking everyone's magic. Yeah, which actually kind of makes me... I know you're not excited for it, but Doctor Strange 2 would actually work because it's actually... They've done... The Winter Soldier thing of taking a character that was good and making him bad, yeah, and it's somehow more convincing than just an out-and-out villain. Please don't get me wrong, I am still looking forward to a Doctor Strange too, but I'm looking more forward to him interacting with with the Avengers, Chief Among Weeks, Tony Stark, because that's going to be a very fun clash of alpha males. Oh, yeah. Um, but but yeah, I'm still looking forward to a Doctor Strange too. Right, that's going to do us for Doctor Strange. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Guttridge. Uh, you can go over to ProWrestling.net if you want to listen to some wrestling stuff and read some wrestling stuff as well. And you can go and follow me on Twitter at that Mike Owen, and you can go and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, Minds, and Instagram under the username Fowlient. That's F O U L E N T. Magical. Uh, yes, we will be back with our um, next Pokemon podcast as well, talking about the new trailer and uh, uh, a review of the Pokemon Sun and Moon demo. Uh, and we're still gearing up for Harry Potter Week. Ooh, Ooh it's happening! It's happening. Which there was a trailer for Fantastic Beast with this movie as well, and I didn't realise that that, li- that little that little black beast with the the platypus bill was yes. really, really really cute. I know there was also a Rogue One trailer which I saw for the first time. Oh, that was fun! I welled up. Yeah, boy. This happens every time I watch Star Wars trailers. Apparently, I just start welling up with with, with tears, which is very odd for me. <laughs> um, but there we go. Yes, and please do join us back over in Fair and Saint for all those good podcasts. Bye bye.